0: So my name is Tamara Daniel Castro. I'm 17 years old and I live in El Paso, Texas. Most of my family uh, is from Mexico. Everything that I'm aware of starts with my uh, with my grandparents. They met on a ranch and they were both teachers and that's where they, they fell in love, I guess, teaching. And then they had eight kids I just know that my grandparents wanted, like, the best future for all their kids. The only ones who had, like, a degree were just my grandparents and one of my aunts. That, that's it. Um, the rest of the kids didn't get to go to college. So then for me, it was like uh, taking a big step.
1: I have a better chance to get a degree. A better chance to get a degree. It's this leap into the future that so many parents take. Hey, this is Carol Lloyd with Like a Sponge. And this season, we're cracking open the institution known as American High School. Not the stuff of tabloids, the binge drinking, the cyberbullying, doping football players. We're talking about what should make the news. How high schools, as they currently exist, need to change. Today, we're pulling on one little thread, unraveling a problem that experts and policymakers have tried to solve for decades, often with very little success. It's one of the fundamental promises of the modern day American high school, something many parents bank on from the moment their child is born. Can you guess? Yes. The chance for a college degree. Because
0: I want to go to college. Cause I wanna see the campus and everything. I wanna go to college. As soon as I get there, i meet the day.
1: This flicker of hope ignites into a fire that parents keep alive through 18 years of worry and love, all animated by a question. How do you set your kids up to graduate high school, get into college, and then actually succeed once they get there? As Tamara's family understood, Higher education may be the goal, but there are no guarantees. Every year, about 20% of high school students don't graduate. Of those recent high school grads, only two and three end up enrolling in college. And of these lucky college students, nearly a half drop out. These numbers are worse for students from low-income families who have never attended college. There are tons of reasons for this, but one big one, Kids are unprepared, academically and emotionally. It's not just the fact that kids are dropping out. More than half of incoming college students take remedial classes. These remedial classes are kind of like high school classes that kids are forced to take before they can even start their college classes. These courses are expensive and major stumbling blocks. PBS did a whole special on them in 2016. Colleges created remedial education classes to help make sure struggling students were ready for higher-level classes. Many students still take those courses, but, increasingly, there's a sense that classes like remedial math are hurting the prospects of the very students schools want to help. Only a third of the students who are placed in those courses go on to graduate or to complete higher-level math. The numbers are even worse for students of color. A Hetchinger report that looked at California community colleges found that only 1% of Black students and 2% of Latino students who enrolled in the lowest-level remedial math made it through an entry-level college math course within two years. Let's go back to El Paso, to Tamara's story. Tamara is a U.S. citizen, but she grew up in Juarez, the town on the other side of the border. As a 7th grader, Tamara's parents pushed her to come to the U.S. for the hope of a better education. She moved in with her aunt and uncle. I, I spoke no
0: English, just like I knew how to say the colors and the numbers, and that's it. Um, hi, how are you? And, and that was it. I felt the first week... I wanted to go back to Juarez. I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. This is too hard. I remember that week, um, all my family kept calling us, and they would just tell me, like, keep going, don't give up. We know it's hard, but you're, you're, you're stronger than this.
1: Tamara remembers those words, telling her to keep trying. But the reality was that school was hard. She missed her family. She didn't speak English. So being airdropped into an American middle school was intimidating. And all those pep talks couldn't ensure she wouldn't end up on the same treacherous path that other American students find themselves on. You know, where you're aiming straight for college, but there are cliffs on either side, so it's so easy to slip. Luckily, one of Tamara's middle school teachers suggested she apply to a high school specifically designed to fortify the path to college, Valle Verde Early College High School, a school whose scrappy setting disguises an audacious mission. Tamara remembers her first day.
0: When I first arrived at Valle Verde, I was 14 years old. There are no hallways, there's no gym, we just have portables, and benches, and trees.
2: They gave us a little corner of the parking lot, and it used to be a gas station here, and we just basically bulldozed it out, and we put 32 portables uh, right here in the
1: corner. That's Paul Covey, principal at Valle Verde. The school operates out of these rows of temporary buildings plunked down in the parking lot of the local junior college. So
2: our kids have the high school classes
1: in the portables, and when it's
2: time for the college classes, they walk across the parking lot and go to El Paso Community College, and they're actually in college classes, taught by college professor, sitting in a classroom full of college-age kids.
1: Different early college high schools operate in different ways. Some have college classes on the high school campus taught by high school teachers with graduate degrees. Sometimes students have to travel across town to the local junior college. At Valle Verde, the portable buildings on a parking lot make the relationship starkly clear. The high school is like an outpost, and by the beginning of 10th grade, students are making the trek across the parking lot to join real college classes. Some early college high schools in other parts of the country may attract privileged kids, but in Texas, they're different.
2: And our whole goal is to basically serve kids in our community um, that may not go to college, that may be at risk.
1: Paul says there's a myth that early college high schools take the most academically gifted students in the district. But that's not true.
2: But we we don't don't even look at grades or test scores or anything like that. Um, We want kids that want to come to our school, Um, but we're looking for first-generation and at-risk kids.
1: The idea is to give kids a chance. Kids who, even if they got to college, would be more at risk of not graduating. They get a chance to experience the big, messy challenge of college when the stakes are a lot lower. And more importantly, they will have had that foundation of success
2: while they're with us, so when they move on to university, uh, they have confidence, and they realize they can do it, even though nobody in their family may even graduate from high school before. They may be the first person to get a high school diploma, let alone a college degree.
1: Even back in seventh grade, Tamara understood this was core to her choice.
0: I chose it because my parents and none of my family has the, the means to pay for college. I just thought, I'm going to get the full experience.
1: This full experience is what differentiates early college from a lot of other advanced college level classes available to a lot of high schools. So they're really
2: immersed in the college experience as opposed to what most people know as dual credit classes where kids get college credit in a high school classroom taught by a high school teacher in a room full of high school kids. Our kids get that true college immersion, personal experience that cannot be duplicated anywhere because we're right here at the college.
1: You might be thinking, wait a minute, how does it work to take a 14-year-old who might just barely be ready for high school and throw them into college classes? How are they suddenly supposed to transform into successful college students? Isn't that like teaching someone to swim by throwing them into a lake? But at Valle Verde, the model seems to be working. According to state data, the school has a 100% graduation rate, with 80% pursuing college degrees and only 3% needing remedial classes compared to the state average of 41%. Within the El Paso area, its test scores are only comparable to a few schools. One is a local magnet school that selects students based on their grades. The others are early college schools. Covey says the crazy academic outcomes are the result of teaching things that a lot of schools would consider non-academic, like understanding their emotions.
2: We had a lot of uh, social-emotional learning programs, such as the mindful minute, which is kind of a meditation thing we do during third period, where everybody kind of meditates for one minute. Um, we have other. We have a soul, mind, and body club, which is kind of a club kids can join where they learn yoga techniques and meditation techniques and ways to uh, calm themselves and deal with stress.
1: They also explicitly teach basic learning skills. So
2: we spend a whole freshman year just taking River High School classes, really drilling into them how to take notes, how to read textbooks, how to be organized, time management. And then we start them very slowly in the whole college process.
1: Finally, they don't assume kids will automatically succeed. They plan for the moment when kids stumble, freak out, lose faith in themselves. They want kids to understand the staff is there for them emotionally.
2: We have intervention classes that will support the kids as they take their college classes. We're going to help them deal with college issues. And then the bottom line is we also have to acknowledge, as much academic preparation we provide kids, this is going to be a stressful situation. I mean, you're doing six years of school in four. I mean, And we try to be very honest with our students that come in. If you're going to put a student in this situation, we have to help them succeed. We have to provide the tools they're going to need in order them to succeed in both worlds. We can't just offer an opportunity and say, hey, we offered it to you, you sink or swim, it's on your own.
1: If you're still thinking Valle Verde must be an anomaly, the evidence suggests that it's not. Early college models are proven to boost college completion rates for low-income and first-generation kids. One 14-year study in North Carolina that compared early college students who were accepted through a lottery to students who applied but didn't win the lottery found that early college students were more likely to earn college degrees. They also earned those degrees faster, two years faster for associate's degrees and six months faster for BAs, while still ending up with the same GPAs. If early college high schools work so well, why aren't they everywhere? Partly it's because they work best with state-level funding and support. In Texas, any high school can apply for early college designation. This requires that the school give priority to students from underserved communities and maintain certain standards. Texas policies reimburse local colleges for each high school student, which encourages their buy-in. But there may be another reason that limits their appeal. Most early college schools are small and focused on solving this one problem, how to help kids who normally wouldn't get a college degree to get to college and then be fully academically prepared once they arrive. And in this country known for all work and little play, this can be a hard sell. The American high school experience looms large as a time of epic thrills in many people's lives. Heroic football games, homecoming dances that enact royalist rituals. Time to pursue sports, hobbies, hang out with friends. It's something little kids look forward to, and adults kind of mythologize. It's Friday night, folks, and what a glorious evening it is. On your feet or on your knees, here come the Dillon Panthers. Traditional high schools effectively slow down the wheels of time, allowing teens to feel like the center of their own tiny kingdoms. Early college, on the other hand presses the accelerator to speed teens toward adulting. So being at an early college is definitely way different than being at a regular high school. And your whole experience is not going to be like a typical high school experience. That's Emma, a student at an early college high school who created a video about her experience. So if you're the type of person who really wants that typical high school experience, you know, like a big school and the football games and all the different events, then an early college is probably not the right place to go because there's definitely not much of that. It can be pretty stressful. You're here taking all these really hard classes and sometimes you might not be mature enough for that yet since you're younger than most people are who are taking those classes. You really need to study your ass off Like, if you think that you can just breeze through it and not worry, that's really not the case. There are other drawbacks as well. Even at great early college schools, not all students succeed, not all credits transfer. It's no magic bullet, but Valle Verde does some things that many high schools could do better. Intentionally teach kids study skills, support kids emotionally, as part of the core curriculum not just for the kids who are identified as at-risk, and give them a chance to experience college and even fail so they have a chance to succeed later on. Next year, Tamara will graduate with her associate's degree and head into a nursing program.
0: I will be going to a university here in El Paso, so I'm glad that I will be graduating with an associate's degree because to enter that program you have to have your associate's degree beforehand. So if I didn't come here I would get out of high school and then have to go to college two years and then get into the program.
1: The program will be challenging but that's one of the other reasons why I'm glad I came here
0: because that program is like early college all over again. When I called to like just get informed. The girl, she was like, this is gonna be a really hard program. You're gonna have to take advanced classes and it's gonna be five or six classes a day from eight to five. And and, and it sounds hard, but I've already gone through early college.
1: A lot of kids in her position would feel dread. Instead, Tamara feels prepared. And for kids on the verge of adulthood, Feeling prepared is a really good feeling. Like a Sponge is a production of Great Schools and was made by Jessica Yermoski and me, Carol Lloyd. Our audio engineer is Christopher Ferreira. Editorial support from Jessica Kelman and Charity Ferreira. Special thanks to Paul Covey, Tamara Castro, Valle Verde Early College High School, Transcend Education and Spring Point Schools. This season is made possible by a generous grant from the Barr Foundation. Finally, dear listener, if you like this episode, or even if you didn't, please give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us find an audience and we promise we appreciate and actually try to learn from your feedback.